I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, we are back. We are doing Scream, the finale and the third season, your favorite movie. Now your new favorite series. Just no. kidding. You're probably going to hate it. <laughs> You're probably going to hate how it ends. It's um, We're doing this series finale-ish because after the season two finale, there's a Halloween special and then it turns into an anthology. So we're going to go over all that. Yeah, we're going to go over it because I watched the first and last of the next season um, because I kept with the regular theme. Courtney decided to spoil everything for herself and be a <laughs> shithead and watch the whole thing because no. she can't keep it in her pants when it comes to screen. No, not necessarily. I did not watch. I kept to our original promise where I watched the first and last of the original, what it was, the Scream TV show. I did watch the Halloween episode out of pure confusion. And then I watched all of season three out of pure intrigue. So, <laughs> Yeah, you texted me like, yeah, don't watch the Halloween one because that's not actually the final episode. Yeah. <laughs> I learned the hard way. Well, the finale was actually directed by Patrick Lassier, who worked on the original Scream as an editor. So oh, cool. that's kind of cool. I didn't see it. But whatever. There's some things that are a throwback to um, a few things I noticed, like Scream 2. And there's a couple things in the um, what we'll call the series finale, uh, some sort of finale in, in this um, that a, a throwback to the movies. So I could see a little bit of that in there. Did you notice that all the season two episodes are named after scary movies? Psycho, When a Stranger Calls, Vacancy, Halloween. Um, this episode was originally going to be called The Grudge. Uh, but it was changed to be named When a Stranger Calls, which is actually the marquee of the theater that they go into in the show. It's actually up on the marquee. Yeah, I think I think the revamped version of that movie may have been released around the same time as season two. But even naming them after all these scary movies is drives my point that I made in the first episode even further, that this is an amalgamation of all the different horror movies, which is fine, but don't call it Scream, because... These two seasons are not Scream. Sorry about it. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to point out all the things that were interesting and all the things that were effed up in this. All right, let's just dive into it because I only got three bullets of notes because <laughs> that's how I don't give a shit about this. It's literally the shortest notes I've ever taken in my entire life on anything. Um, I do have, so... I have a lot of them. All right, good. You're going to drive. It opens up with the girls in the back of a cruiser. The cops not paying attention to the road, swerves around the killer, hits a telephone pole. He gets out, gets absolutely demolished uh, by the killer. And then the killer just decides to give the girls their keys to get out of the handcuffs. Yeah. Of killing them like you should have. So a couple things here. Um, This scene is almost like a direct replication of Scream 2 when Sid and her roommate get in a car crash. They're in the back of a cop car. They're stuck in the back seat. Ghostface is actually like in the front, gets knocked out. Now they got to try to like crawl through the back into the front to get out. So it's 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 playing off of that from Scream 2. Um, why he just drops the keys for them to escape is very confusing to me. I thought his ultimate goal was to, you know, butcher all of them basically so that's a very odd way (laughs) to kick off the finale show yeah and especially 
I don't know. I guess he just wanted to toy around with them, but that's so stupid. Yeah, I thought that was strange. I would have, if they had done an exact copy of what happened in Scream Two, I would have been much more into it, um, because it can be very intense, right? If your your assailant's knocked out and you kind of kind of try to like creep around him, something that would have framed that more. But just to be in the crash and kind of do that kind of throwback, but then not carry it out the rest of the way and just like throw them the keys did did absolutely nothing for me. So they go into this convenience store and they're, I don't know, grabbing supplies or some shit. Um, and the killer <laughs> calls the convenience store and asks for Emma. And there's that annoying fucking voice again. I am sorry for the person that voiced Ghostface in uh, these two seasons, but it's always like that bitter teen and teenager when it should really be like this creepy, harrowing voice. So he thinks because he says the word I'm going to gut you in this. Like that's supposed to be scary. Well, it's not when you have an annoying little voice, but also weird that he's just going to like, Oh, they're in the convenience store. I'm just going to call them. You know, I just toss them the keys like fucking stupid. So she has the, she has the gun hidden in her back. And she, the one thing I noticed, you know, how I like to pick apart little things is she always keeps her front to the cashier. So he doesn't see the gun. So like, that's a, that's a nice little detail that I liked um, in that scene. She's gotten very um, street smart. Since we first saw her in the first episode, right? She's she's very naive in the first episode. Her boyfriend has recently cheated on her. And now she's out there with a pistol on the mean streets of Lakewood or wherever the hell they are. She knew how to cock it and load it and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. she knew how to clear it and stuff. And I'm like, wait, how yeah. does she know how to clear a Glock like that? I mean, they're what, 17? I had that note a few times in here. I was like, how does she know how to use this gun? Well, obviously, she we find out she doesn't know how to use the gun. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, we'll get to that. they're in their hometown and they're just like running around, stepping at people's houses, like sweating all over the streets. Like you think like there would be like cameras at like the village shops or, you know, somebody in town might recognize. Well, I wanted to know why are there so many cops patrolling on the street? They're everywhere. You That's never the case, even when they look for someone. Well, <laughs> yeah, but they think that those two somehow killed Brooke's dad, who's the mayor. I have no idea what that story is. Yeah, they're suspects in the, in the mayor's killing. I, I got that point because yeah. when they the mayor's daughter is one of their friends and they're like, well, well, you know, we didn't kill your dad. She's like, yeah, I know. It's cool. I know you didn't kill my, my father. Yeah. She was just like, la ti da. And you know, I thought maybe they were using that because they were trying to set up this premise that maybe Emma was going to be like this other killer. And I was like, Oh, they, okay. Maybe that's what they're doing. That'll be interesting. If they kind of paint her, who's supposed to be the final girl as the killer and then either make her the killer or switch it. But I never even got the sense that they were hinting towards her being the killer, even though that they were kind of, they were setting it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next is when Brooke stops in the hospital to see Noah. And I kind of like a little part of this where they've worked some humor into the show. Like everyone was so fucking full of themselves in the pilot episode here. They're kind of like laughing at themselves. Like even when he gets up, um, and he's got like the hospital gown on. He's like, actually, I'm gonna need some pants. Like they've tried to work like these little like one liners into this. Also, he was like, like uh, in the bed. All of a sudden, he was like, just fine. As soon as he got yeah, up. what was his ailment? Like, what, what were you even in there? You didn't have IVs in your arm or anything. No monitoring. It takes something very serious nowadays for you in order to get admitted to a hospital. They want to get rid of you as fast as they can. Why is he just sitting? Yeah, no, he's just he's out, and nobody gave him any trouble on the way out. And at one point after that, they mentioned some like journal emma was keeping with like murder dreams and i'm like if you have been involved in like multiple murder sprees maybe you don't keep a journal of your like murder dreams <laughs> nothing says like i'm guilty or i'm an idiot of keeping a murder journal like I... no i didn't think she was the killer she's the the last 
girl standing thing that they keep mentioning. Right, the final you know I mean? girl. Which, we'll get to that later, but they're trying to make it like there was two final girls. Like, that's supposed to be their unique... How they've made the show unique as opposed to other horror movies. Oh, there was two final girls. Like, okay. What does that doesn't do anything for me? Right. Exactly. I don't care if you have eight, 12. <laughs> exactly. Whole army. You could have just had two armies face off of final girls. That wouldn't have made any difference to me. <laughs> that, that, that's not like a groundbreaking thing. You know what I mean? Right. So they're they're going into the movie theater now. I was like, why are they hiding out in a movie theater if they're criminals? Haven't they ever? Didn't they go to history class? Didn't they know that's where Lee Harvey Oswald got, got found out? Was in a was in a movie theater. You never you go, go to a movie, movie theater, theater if you're on the run. They're grabbing all those like weapons and they're like, some of those are props. Well, some of them are real, and it's like a butcher knife, a, a fucking meat. <laughs> it was a meat cleaver. Like, oh, That's like, the thing that you, you put it into the cow and then you hang it. <laughs> and then some rando dude shows up to the door and they're like, don't let him in. And I'm like, okay, who oh, the fuck is this guy? That was hysterical because. Well, right before that, Brooke goes, Noah, please don't get all meta on me now. Because I can imagine for, like, this entire show, Noah has been, like, babbling about how each situation, like, equates to a horror movie. And it's probably been going on for 22 episodes. And they're like, okay, enough of that fucking shit. So it's just kind of funny that she, like, calls him out on it. But when the guy comes up to the door, I fully expected, like, Ghostface to come up and, like, hack him from behind. And he just comes up to the door and they're like, we're not letting you in. And he's like... Well, see you later. <laughs> so yeah, weird. he's like, okay. He's just like punches the door. He's like, fuck you guys then. All right, see you later. No point. Zero point in that. Was that supposed to like lead us to think that maybe he was one of the killers? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really buy too much into it. I was like, I don't know this guy. He wasn't in the beginning. I got something else to say about this from the beginning, and, and I'll get back to it because I'll flip out about it. In the movie theater, they're like, all of a sudden the thing goes up, like at the movie. Oh my god! It was like a smut film. I was yeah. like, "What is this?" Yeah, it looked like a like a bad horror movie that someone. It was like a Blair Witch, shitty Blair Witch project. It was supposed to be like the murders that had happened. I was like, I wrote down, I'm like, this is truly sick. I'm like, it's some, it's definitely a twist, but like, it's something new and different. But I was like, this is gross. <laughs> so Emma's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go up and like turn that off." And I wanted to be like, "Why don't you just shoot it?" You see the machine it has a giant hole in front of it. Obviously, and then we learn she doesn't know how to use the gun when she gets up there and runs into the killer. So that's what I was like, oh, maybe that's why she didn't shoot at it. I would have just shot the thing. I was like, fuck that thing. Get out that of here. That gun is a showpiece. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then the girl, the mayor's daughter, gets her stomach slashed open. Well, she just like turned, like the, the killer comes in. This is, I was like, I literally wrote, Brooke, don't turn your back because the killer comes in and they're like right there and she's like, Ah, like push him and then run she's just like ah, and like doesn't about face like of course he's gonna get you like it's bad acting and like the the best part comes next though because here comes emma like flailing that fucking gun again and she's just gonna like hunt him down like a vigilante like why is she chasing after him like let the killer run because you don't know how to use that gun and like let's figure it out as a team as a group don't separate yourself from the pack that's like numero uno number one and of course like the whole point of like these types of movies is like these people aren't rational so they go and do irrational things that make you scream at the tv and get like emotionally involved of course but it, i think it's just even worse on this because it just sucks <laughs> like, well, everything sucks it's not well executed i'm gonna like later i'm gonna explain why why i watched season three and why why it was better but i got i got some guesses on that too by the way i did some research good. on it i think good, i got good, good. i think i got why 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's just like you say, it's not, it's not well executed. And I think that is my problem that I go back to because even the thing where I'm talking about, like with Noah bringing up references to other horror and scary movies, instead of just pointing out how, oh, this TV show is similar to these scary movies, it should make surprising choices. It should have something that sets it apart, but it never seems to do that. I guess the most surprising choice is there's two final girls, which really means nothing to me. To me, a surprising choice would have Emma, who you've watched for two seasons, and you think is the final girl, be the killer. There's a surprising choice, whether I think it's good, bad, or otherwise. You know, Noah, who has always been like the one that kind of leads them along or seemingly leads them along and tells them how, you know, what's going to happen next because a horror movie explains it like this. Having him be the killer would be a surprising choice. Doesn't happen. Does yep. not happen. So pretty much after that. She goes to the hospital and yep. Kieran's in there with a bloody hand and holding his cell phone just walking around the hospital doesn't even bother to wash that hand off just got broken blood on it <laughs> <laughs> and then Noah goes Noah does this great line he's like oh last year was she was trapped in a freezer and stabbed so like NBD she gonna she'll make it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a flesh womb and then did you see Brooke's boyfriend he's like really trying to force those tears out like, just look constipated Next is where we kind of like start building to the climax, right? We're going to get to that final like peak scene. Killer seemingly sends Emma a picture of Audrey. Audrey's like, I don't know, comatose somewhere. And like, it's like, oh, meet me here. And like, here it's going to go down. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of did that in the third season that we'll talk about too. They just kind of stole that whole scene. They just replicated it. Yeah, that's well, here's the thing. There's that's always the scene. Okay. There's always a you gotta come back for this person because that's gonna set everything else in motion to get us to the final stretch of this. Or you gotta meet me alone because that's the only way this will ever get resolved. Like there's always something like that that's gotta set like the final phase in motion. Yeah, it's just some sort of request. Like ultimatum. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when they finally get there, the only thing I've ever seen someone smart do, Eli, Eli is the real hero in this. He's the only person who actually called the police and said, the killer is Kieran. Like he called and said it. And so it's like, oh, finally, like finally someone does something rational. Called it, by the way. What made you think that originally? Uh, Just because of the connection that his father had with, with like the mother who was involved in the original crime how seemingly his stepdad and mother died in a car accident, which is the easiest cop out in order to kill people. Yeah, I could see that shit sparks up when the new kid gets there. That's kind of like, yeah, I said he was either going to be the hero or the villain. And right. He's, he's the, villain. the villain. There's a scene with him and Eli, you know, as we're trying to figure out who's the real killer out of the two of them. And it's just like a scene in the original screen movie because Stu and Randy are on the porch and Sydney's got her like gun like pointed at both of them. And they're just kind of like going back and forth and being like, no, like he's going crazy. He's going great. Like they're pointing the finger at each other. And she finally just goes, fuck you both. And like slams the door in their face. And that's kind of what this scene was. They're just kind of going back and forth and back and forth. And so when he was like shot, I, I like gasped a little bit because I, I didn't expect that. I kind of just expected like one to turn on the other. And they copied that same scene in the, in the third season. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, people yeah. arguing and just someone gets shot randomly. Got well, it. yeah, maybe just give it all away. It's a, it's a like they do. They just ripped it off again. Well, I'll. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. All right. So Kieran's a bad dude. Did you notice the hair in his face right after he shoots? Um, or right after he like 
destroys Eli over there. His hair is hanging the same way that Billy's hair does in the screen movie right after he shoots Randy and reveals himself to be the killer. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, why is Kieran's hair all disheveled? But it was so reminiscent. Yeah, that's a you department on all this. Well, I called way earlier. I was like, yeah, this is a this is going to be a Courtney special. This I have no fucking idea. Exactly. And I'm like, when he turned around, I'm like, oh, he's about to say a slasher movie like tagline right now, which he didn't. But what he did was um, in Scream, Sydney had just like had sex with Billy, like she lost her virginity. And so basically, like, Billy reveals that. And so what Kieran does, he goes, you just told me you love me to Emma. Like, so gross. Like, get out of my fucking face. Like, not mm-hmm. only a killer, you gotta just like rub salt in the wound. Also, this is our first time a killer has been just put in jail pretty anticlimactic i'm gonna give you a little trivia on that okay i think their attempt was uh, well the halloween special shoots this all to hell but let me explain a little something so scream 3 the the movie scream 3 is an entirely different premise it kind of goes down a different road and it kind of they go to hollywood and it's it's a little weird but it take it what it does is it sets something up that makes you question the original but that wasn't supposed to be the original storyline the original storyline as supposed of scream 3 is supposed to be that Stu had like survived scream one and was in prison but was like running this group of like killer teenagers to like do his bidding for him but columbine happened so they scrapped all of that so i feel like that's what they were doing with sending kieran to prison like trying to like set up a thing like that because they thought they were going to get a season three yeah because you can do that now it's been enough time well he's one of two killers which we can talk about in a second but he's basically like Oh, my, like, I had to come live with my dad. Like, this whole, like, oh, I, he was, he abandoned me originally, and now I had to come live with him. It's such, like, a steal from Scream, because one of Billy's main motives in Scream is that his mother walked out and, quote-unquote, abandoned him because his father was fucking Sydney's mother. So, like, it's all, like, the abandonment thing again. I was like, get your own damn storyline. You want to do a Scream TV show? Make it your fucking own in a good way. Like, you don't have to just straight up rip shit off they were very pick and choosy what they wanted to rip off but they didn't even rip it off well no like i didn't even notice some of those scenes obviously you did because you're such a diehard fan right but you would think the casual viewer would have picked up something similar because they weren't doing it well enough this is what i'm gonna talk when we talk about this is the whole reason i actually sat down and watched all of season three of scream the tv series because i wanted to see how they did it well so, and that's kind of some of the pieces I'll break down for you of if you're a casual screen viewer, why this season is ultimately superior. Mm-hmm. So without doing any research of what happened in the middle here, because I didn't originally, I just watched the pilot in the finale of it. It made sense. Okay. He's the killer. Here's his reason for being the killer. Okay. Now we've set up a, kind of a twist so we can have a season three, but really there was, as I, as I kind of predicted in the pilot episode, there was a an, another like first killer. Her name was Piper. She did a local podcast. She basically is Kieran's like killing partner because she's the love child of Daisy, Emma's mother, and Brandon James. What? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So she like Emma's mother was actually doing it with the Brandon kid back in the day. He had some kind of like love child that she gave up for adoption who ends up being this girl. This girl and Kieran meet. Kieran's pissed because his father abandoned him. She's pissed because those two gave her up for adoption. So they're going to pair up and do the killing spree. And that's what sets all of the whole show in motion. 
Yeah, so that's what I was talking about. I was like, oh, I'll save it for later. How the fuck are you not going to introduce the killer in the first episode? <gasps> Thank you. That's what I was like, save it for later. Like, Remember, I was like, I'm going to save it for later, what I'm pissed about. That's what I'm really pissed about. How can you put a character not in a pilot episode? I'm like, oh, okay, if she's this like podcast person, why wouldn't you have opened... Okay, we had this viral video that happened at the beginning when we watched the pilot, right? That we were like, oh, we don't give a shit about this. Why didn't they have that be a podcast thing? Introduce her right up there, right up front. Then it's like, oh... That was the person we heard at the very beginning, but she's not in it at all. Or have a podcast voiceover talking about the video. Yes. Like it's like a gossip podcast. You know what I mean? Yes. That would have been such a good idea. Yes. Why? I don't give a shit about somebody I met an episode or more later. MTV, holla at us if you want us to write a decent script for you. I could do it. Do you know that I... um. When I worked in casting, the one job I wanted the most, the most, the most was doing casting for Scream 4. And I went in for the interview and there were so many people in the interview. I just don't think I had enough experience at that point and I didn't get it. But my God, I wanted that job. It's the most thing I've ever wanted in my life, but I didn't get it. That's really cool. Yeah, it's my regret. So after this, they kind of do a pivot in season two where they really were supposed to do the next six episodes on the original, you know, like Emma and all her friends. But they decided to kind of just completely scrap that idea and reboot it and and put it out three years later. And I think they call it Scream Resurrection. And that's the one I watched the full fledge of because I wanted to kind of do like a compare and contrast to this to see what worked better. All right, I'll hit you guys up with some facts. Filming was actually completed in November 12th, 2017, but the show did not air for almost two years due to the Harvey Weinstein sex scandal. That's that gap in time that you were just referring to. Gotcha. Uh, Kiki Palmer previously starred in similar similar slasher films inspired by the series Scream Queens in 2015. Her co-star Emma Roberts, played by Sydney Prescott's cousin Jill, who was revealed to be Ghostface in Scream 4. Yep. I have like characters and stuff, but I don't want to steal your thunder on this no. because I know what you're going to say and why you really like this the most because you've been only complaining about it. Okay. So why do you think I liked season three more? All right. Original voice. <laughs> yes. Roger Jackson. And, and what else? In this episode, Tony Todd plays a character of the hook for a hand and okay. this is a throwback to his character on Candyman. That's one. Okay. That's one of them. But of course, they original voice roger jackson shout out you're my fave and the real ghost face costume oh yeah yeah i knew that but i, I didn't put that as like my no. top, top two biggest motherfucking things you need in scream right there voice right costume <laughs> but do you really like the costume because the costume didn't play i love that costume i own that costume i, hate I know it just doesn't play it, it didn't play into the show it played in as a costume it plays into it all right whatever I thought there was better acting in this. The main kid was in Power Rangers. Uh, he's actually a really gifted actor, uh, a nice up and coming actor. The absolute rocket from the beginning. Did you recognize her? No, but she seemed familiar. That's Paris Jackson. That's Michael Jackson's <gasps> daughter. Oh, oh my God, all grown up. No wonder her face looks similar. And I was like, what's that? It's cute how they started it because they started it in kind of just that like bimbo way. But what? I wrote right away, you picked up on something. Tony Todd making an appearance as a supposed like hook killer in the beginning, which we find out he isn't, but um, he's Candyman. 
He's Candyman and he's in a whole bunch of creepy shit. So he's really iconic, okay? This is what the first two seasons are missing. Pilot and or finale should have had someone iconic in them. Yep. They needed a strong character to carry to carry the first episode off the ground, okay? I'm not saying you have to get Nev Campbell to be in this. You probably can't. But could you have gotten Skeet Ulrich to be in this? Could you have gotten... It could have been someone that died, too, in exactly. the original stream. Like, like, what is Jamie Kennedy doing? I was just going to... Oh, my God. I was just going to say that. What's Jamie Kennedy doing? He could have made, like, some kind of... He could have been Noah's cousin. Okay? Anything. Anything, right? He could have just been, like, a store clerk. Exactly. And everyone would be like, oh, there he is. You yes. Know? It needed a cameo, right? So right yeah. away, because I thought to myself, I'm like, am I going to watch the whole thing of season three? Or am I just going to watch a little bit of the beginning and kind of just get a sense for how it's different? But as soon as they showed Tony Todd, I was like, fuck this. It's already off to a better start. I'm going to flush it all out and just kind of do like a compare and contrast. And so... Again, they needed that cameo. You have to have something that's going to hook the longtime fans. If you're making a TV series, I don't care that it's on MTV and it's supposed to be for the millennial teenagers, you called it Scream. So you're now appealing to people that are my age. You have to get us in the door somehow. We're not watching MTV anymore. We haven't watched MTV since real world, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you didn't have that thing to get us into this. So right away, season three did that exponentially better, in my opinion. I was a Road Rules guy, by the way. Just just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Did you used to watch Road Rules versus Real World? Yeah, and but they keep just bringing the same people back, and I'm like, yeah, now they don't do it right. They used to be fun. Yeah, when they just did like the two casts, it used to be a lot more fun. But yeah. but this is what I wanted from a screen TV show. Okay, Ghostface is here. He's on the hunt. There's there's a surprise kill really early on. Like um, he shows up in the backseat of an Uber driver's car, like stabs, slits his throat and then like suffocates him with a bag, like shit like that. Like you need that surprise element up front takes place in broad daylight, like shit like that. All of that is a successful scream setup mm-hmm. that was not happening in the original. Um, there's actual jump scares, you know, that's important too. You want to kind of feel jumpy and scared. I, I never, in the two episodes we watched of the first two seasons, I didn't feel that at all. And I watched that goofy Halloween special and I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they when they finally do the first Ghostface voice, I wrote, oh my gosh, they actually got Roger Jackson to be the voice on the phone. This is the Scream TV series I wanted. Like I wrote it all in caps. Um, to me, I don't need to walk you through this whole series, but season, but what they did was they did a nice homage to the breakfast club so they kind of took that 80s thing brought it into this combined it with scream and made some surprise choices along the way and that's basically why it was better it had the original scream elements that you needed it had a cameo that was really cool and then had a whole new group of like quasi friends and made surprise decisions when it came to the killer i really like that it was diverse this cast i do too because it led to different trials and tribulations that each person came from and not just your typical like whitewashed teenage movie or teenage show, which Scream was pretty whitewashed. But in order to realistically relate to today's audience, you're going to need to have that. And I feel like it did a good job of that without having just like token characters. You know what oh, I mean? 100%. With just like the token black person, and token Chinese person, stuff like that, right. or Asian American. You know, you have... You have shows that really try to do that and 
don't, they don't do it well, but I felt like this really did because it led to giving each of these characters um, from d- these different backgrounds, actually like actual power and confidence and stuff like that. So, and they still had like the breakfast club, like the punk, the athlete, the nerd. I liked it. That was what was really interesting where you take these prototypes and you kind of turn them on their head. That's exactly what they did. That's what needed to happen originally. What they did with the first run of scream TV series is they're putting all the beautiful people together. Oh, they're, oh, they're going to throw in a gay character. Cool. Like that's not, they did it so smart right here, right off the bat. And they did, as I say, surprising choices. So um, the killer reveal is really interesting to me. There's a twist with the main character himself. That's very interesting. I called it a couple episodes before, but it was still interesting. Um, well, because but, you watched a whole damn season. That's yeah, why. Well, <laughs> I couldn't. I, once I was in, man, I was in. Yeah. But what I really would have actually liked to have seen Scream the TV series set up like this as an actual anthology. Every season could have been the whole new cast of characters and situations. Each season, you could try to figure out who done it. Um, American Horror Story does a lot of weird, kooky stuff. It's really interesting each season, but they don't really have the mystery element, except for like season two, there was a serial killer. But other than that, this series could have been kind of its own thing. It could have been Scream. There's always going to be a whodunit. There's just going to be different stories and different characters that played out. And that would have been a fun continuation of horror. Scary mixed with satire, mixed with mystery. And we don't have a lot of that on TV right now. I honestly don't think you could keep doing this because I'm already so screamed out. Like, I'm so tired. It's like the same shit over and over again. You can't keep rebooting it. Like, you can't. I feel like if you had watched season three a little bit, like, they even mentioned at one point, Kiki Palmer says something about, well, Get Out, Jordan Peele's movie, Get Out, change the rules, right? So this is, so they do kind of a rule shift change, which I think is interesting. You're also not super into horror, you know, all the people that- Well, the thing is, I am. Like, I appreciate a good horror movie. It's not like I just go out and watch all the horror movies, but if people build up a horror movie enough, I will watch it. This, I kind of felt like it was Friday Night Lights meets Scream. I, I, I get where you're going with that. That part I really could give her to. You had the goth girl. She did the tribute to The Shining when she had the axe, how she went through the door and the girl hit up against the side wall. Yeah. I mean, even um, having her. Okay. Spoiler alert. Having the goth girl who was the one who led them through all six episodes of the horror movie rules. She's the one who's really into horror movies. She and Tyga, Tyga plays the main kid's brother, stepbrother. I'm sorry, half brother. They end up being the killers together. Very surprising choice. Him, I suspected, the brother. Her, when it finally came out that it was her, she was the last one I suspected. So I was Yeah, because you've been her. watching the scream where that person that leads them through it is never the person. Exactly. Again, I want a surprising choice. I have been dedicating since 1997. I've been watching this shit, right? And so I want a surprising choice. And the fact that I was surprised at the end delighted me just in result of that. The only part that I liked is you found out that he switched Halloween outfits with his twin brother. His twin brother was murdered and he just took the identity of the living brother. I called it a couple episodes before because they kept being like, be your true self. And I'm like, okay, he's Marcus, not Dion. <laughs> I knew it. Also, there was a, a throwback to the original Scream. Did you pick up on it? Which part? 
Kim's line about the killer coming back for one final scare. Oh yes, that's shooting him. That was in the original movie. Yeah. That was great, and she was so cute at the end because she's like, "I'm the final girl. I'm the final girl." Because she, they were saying how like African American people are never the final girl. Like they're giving her all those roles. <laughs> I thought that was actually really funny and yeah. like really truthful about just. She was like, "No, you're not going to make it," because she's like, "You two are black," and that. You just you're always killed first, yeah. and she's like, "You're not going to make it because of this. You're not going to make it because of this." And she's just like tearing apart everyone, just the stereotypes that come along and in, in shows. And you're like, "Yeah, that's pretty accurate because that's how everything goes." And then right. just getting all tossed out the window. So they exactly they turned it on its head, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to happen in the original run of this. And I think I, I would wager that you didn't get as many viewers for season three, not only because of like the delays. But the big cast changes probably piss people off. But really, season three is the truest form of Scream TV that you could want as a real Scream fan. And I will go to Texas Frightmare and ask all my Texas Frightmare friends. But I swear, like, if I had to make a wager, I think that's it. This is this is the purest form of having Scream TV, making surprising choices and delighting like a longtime fan. Yeah. And also just gauging and pumping more life into it, into <laughs> getting people to go back and watch the movies. Yeah, because realistically, it hasn't been that big of a gap since it's 2011 in nine years. So it's not I mean, it's big, but it's not huge. You know what I mean? Where you won't want to go back or even watch the last one and be like, this is so outdated. You know what I mean? You know, when you go back and watch movies and you just see like everything, you're like, I don't know if I can hang in. I know people love it, but you loved it at the time. You didn't love it now in retrospect. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly. It'll make you go. That and surprise, they're writing Scream 5 right now. So originally, Nev didn't want to really be a part of it because Wes Craven has passed away. I think the people that are creating it are really going to pay tribute to him. So it's going to, you know, I think they're really going to work hard to put it in the same realm that Scream is in, which I'm very excited for. But again, like, I encourage anyone who likes horror to watch Scream TV series season three. Fuck the other two seasons. Sorry, we didn't like them as a collective whole. Me, who's a horror lover, and Joe, who, you know, could take or leave it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it didn't stand out to me. Like, I watched, it it was just another, like, Riverdale, CW bullshit. Here's the beautiful people. They're getting killed. Season three is definitely. Give me, like, a real, what it would be like in a real school. Like, and that's what I got in season three. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, my town was pretty mixed and stuff too and i was like this is a direct representation of what high school is like and just that's in just setting that alone makes it more believable for me it felt more modernized i don't get the club scene with the headphones that doesn't actually happen anywhere (laughs) but i but like i appreciate i appreciate the effort It, it felt more authentic and it felt like believable that this could happen just like scream the original felt believable when it first came out because it put you in that time period and matched it up with you. It was like, this shit actually goes on. This is believable. Yes. Make a popcorn on the stove, old phones. Like you just, you lived in it. And this, you could see, I could see a modern kid, 18, 19 being like, holy shit. Like, this is cool. Like this it's is relatable. And that's yep. the whole thing too with Scream that I always really admired was it didn't just do Gorn slasher for the, just for that, right? Like Halloween is just like walking around killing people. It made you figure out a mystery. It kept you guessing the whole time. That's what's so enthralling about this. And that is what the potential of this series could have been. I like the twist of him being his brother. Yeah. Like that was enough for me. 
Yeah, it was almost like Jordan Peele and Wes Craven working together on season three. Like I, 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 I watch I mean, all the Jordan Peele movies. I love Jordan yes. Peele movies. Oh my god, Excellent. that's just my type of horror. You know Excellent. what I mean? Yeah, twists, twists. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. That means that's more scary to me, or like that leaves a deeper impact than like slasher films because I can just go to sleep after a slasher film and not think about it. Right. But like you give me like weird, creepy get out stuff, and I'm like checking if my windows are locked. You know? Exactly. What I mean? Like I say, overall. I am. I think I've served as the host and the expert <laughs> for these. Yeah, no, of thank you. I am sorry that this was in like you had to drag me along on this episode. I had shitty notes. It's just like I, I didn't like it. I was. <sighs> there are so the nods, as we said, were so subtle. They're hard to pick up on. I, you know, I'm just getting them because I'm I'm so in that realm. So that's where it's lacking. It's lacking in in good strong throwbacks, cameos, writing, and those. Those are what you need when you're going to do something like this. Honestly, good thing we had you because if <laughs> I did this, this would have been a three minute episode. It'd be like, yeah, they did this. They did this. And that, that happened. And it sucks. So, so yeah, <laughs> so it sucked. But like at least, but you shedding some light on some of the, the you know, the subtle throwbacks and hints and nods and stuff um, is really cool for, for the diehard fans. So even if the diehard fan wants to go and just see those, they kind of relive the movie and relive their franchise i mean go ahead and watch yeah, it have and, some fun with you it. know think your own opinion but just like have go in with minimal expectations yeah start with season three <laughs> yeah just do season three because like i liked it it was only one season though it's kind of like yeah and it was six episodes but what i yeah like, it's really it's short so short but easy to digest right you don't want to f- you could just bang that out one day if you wanted if you were really bored I, you know what i mean yeah but yeah, thank you, Joe, so much for being patient as I drag you along in the scream world. Um, I had a lot of fun with this, you know, good, bad, or otherwise. I think it was a lot of fun. We got this under our belt. We got through Battlestar Galactica. That will hold people over for a month. Yeah. I want to do another horror one soon. Yeah. I think yeah. we should do another one horror one soon, too, because I want to prove that I do like horror movies, and <laughs> but I just don't like this. I didn't like this. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.